This is Mission Critical to Mission Accomplished. Tune in to Constant Technologies podcast where we keep up with the latest in Operation Center technology and applications. I feel the liftoff. The clock has started. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Mission Critical to Mission Accomplished, a podcast by Constant Technologies. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern, and joining me is Brad Riggi. He's the president of Constant Technologies. Brad, thank you so much for joining me today, sir. Oh, thanks for having me, Tyler. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure to talk to you today. And we're talking about choosing the correct integrator for your needs, specifically in that mission critical space. So, Brad, let's just start off talking about what are some of the specific challenges that exist in creating a mission critical space that maybe don't exist in other areas of the AV market? Well, I think, uh, first of all, great question, Tyler, but I, I think first and foremost is inherent in the name of Mission Critical. Um, our clients demand that these sites are resilient and are operational 24-7 uh, with zero downtime. So you can imagine the challenge that poses with making technology um, absolutely, I want to say flawless. There's nothing flawless in technology, but less points of failure and making sure there's redundancy built into the design. Um, again, to ensure uptime for our clients. That is really the, the largest challenge we have and is our specialty. Yeah, because in many cases, um, it, it's of vital importance that this equipment work properly because uh, in a lot of cases, maybe lives are on the line or um, the success or failure of a particular job or mission or something along those lines is at stake. And so they have to be able to trust that your equipment and the way that you've put it all together will work when the time comes. Sure. That's well said. Um, you know, whether it's it's lives at stake um or whether it's financial institutions that are, are losing money uh, if there's downtime. Again, that, that uptime is absolutely crucial. Um, I think it leads into a larger conversation of, of what we actually put on the street. Um, we go through a rigorous process of vetting our vendors and suppliers and making sure that technology that we're going to incorporate into our design is absolutely bulletproof. Um, it, it is a must for, um, the, the trust that comes with an integrated system in minimizing those points of failure. Absolutely. And, and when you talk about uh, that, uh, that vetting and that, that process that you put uh, your vendors through, I, I, think that's, um, I, I think a lot of that comes from just your knowledge of the marketplace because you've worked in just, just about every aspect of this industry. So you've gotten to look at um, some of the potential pitfalls of not choosing the right vendors and not having the right equipment. So do you use that knowledge that you have to your advantage and how has that come about? Absolutely. Every day. Um, you know, we have a tremendous team of engineers. Um, but what we do for vetting technology is look at things like hot swappable features. Um, we also live in technology where there's a term called bleeding edge and there's, uh, you know, something called cutting edge. And we always want to be on the cutting edge of solutions. But again, when you're talking mission critical, we absolutely need to be tried and true. It, it cannot be a first release of a product uh, that we're utilizing um, you know, our client site or a mission critical installation as a, a beta test or some sort of lab environment. This again needs to be rigorously tested and our engineers, um, everything from trade shows to setting up lab environments and, and really putting the technology through the test. Um, but things like, again, like hot swappable features, making sure that redundancy are built into the, the design and product itself is absolutely crucial. Um, and just jumping back to your point earlier, 
if you lose audiovisual capabilities at, at most venues or, or environments, it, it's not really the end of the world. When, when we're talking about um, everybody from the DOD to financial um, fraud centers, it is absolutely critical. Right. If the jumbotron goes out at your local, you know, high school football game or something like that, uh, you know, it, it would be considered a disaster here in Texas. But it's not quite the same as as the DOJ or something something along those lines. So, well I think <laughs> thank you. I, I think I think you're absolutely right, though, because um, you don't want uh, companies working out the bugs of an uh, you know of a particular piece of equipment uh, while it's installed there at, at a place that is of such importance. So uh, I'm curious, just from your perspective, are there products that are tailored more specifically to work in the mission critical environment, or are they similar products just more rigorously tested? Absolutely, there are products that are specifically designed for these environments. Um, you know, typically they come at different price points as well, because again, the design intent is not um, consumer grade. They are commercial grade designed to run 24 um, seven. And with that come, comes a cost. Um, uh, again, whether it's built in redundancy within that unit um, or hot swappable features that are remotely located, uh, the design intent is an entirely different market. Um, as a matter of fact, there are folks that, that potentially want to go out and, and put consumer grade um, products into a mission critical facility. And I, that is one thing that we absolutely advise against because just to save a few bucks on the front end with a budget uh, certainly is not going to work out well in the long run. Absolutely. And uh, you've mentioned a couple of times just that, that need for it to work you know, 24-7 around the clock and that sort of thing. What are some of the other capabilities that products in mission-critical environments need to possess in order to effectively carry out the role that they're there to perform? A lot of things we're seeing now are, are multi-site capabilities. Um, when we're building rooms, you know, they used to be isolated um, somewhere in an unmarked building, in the middle of nowhere, um, the world has obviously evolved with, with cyber crime and, and the cyber world for, for that matter. Um, securing information takes place all over the globe. Um, and within these facilities, our, our clients like consistency. Um, people travel all over the world and they operate in centers that we build in, whether it's London or India or Singapore to New York. And when they go into one room to the next, they want consistency. So from a vendor standpoint, we build that into the, the design as well. Um, but what they also want to do is share content. Um, with that said, a lot of the mission critical builds that we're doing are streaming content. Obviously, technology has evolved and gives us the capabilities to do so. But you don't typically see that in, in most audiovisual um, environments. But for example, if there's something taking place in uh, a Mexico City command center that needs to get back to headquarters in New York, uh, that information can be shared real time, um, which is pretty spectacular to, to users to react to a situation because, um, again, time is dollars or lives on the line. Absolutely. Now, I'm guessing that different products, or excuse me, different projects require um, different uh, aspects of what you do. So not every project is going to look the same. In fact, I would probably guess that they all look somewhat different. So when you're first sitting down with a client in those early stages of a project, how do you go about assessing their wants and needs and incorporating that into the overall design of what you're going to do? You know, that's a very interesting question. One thing that makes us unique, other than focusing on mission critical uh, solely, meaning we, we don't stray from that uh, vertical market, is we have an architectural staff on hand. Um, 
And, and what that means is we really start with the visual um, and workflow, interviewing user groups, how they intend to use the room and communicate and react to situations um, that are seen and heard throughout the room. So with that said, our architects really start with a floor plan and, and an interview process of understanding exactly what our client needs are. You know, through that process, not only are we creating single line, I'm sorry, uh, architectural drawings and rendering so they can see what the space is going to look like, we, uh, we're building a relationship with them. But I truly believe that that front end process um, is something that is second to none because we can actually have our clients see and feel the space prior to even colors uh, make a difference within this room, believe it or not. Um, and we can incorporate those and show them exactly what they're going to get prior to, uh, you know, order time. What are some things that maybe you learned through that process that might surprise somebody who is not part of this industry or is maybe on the outside? Like, is it uh, this person needs to sit close to this person because, you know, they're going to be looking at similar things on their screens or, you know, are, are there things like that that pop up throughout that process that uh, you know that maybe other people would be surprised to learn? You know, holistically, I think just to back up, I think the industry's changed. Um, when I started many years ago, uh, different user groups were siloed, so to speak, where, where there was not much communication between network groups, security groups. Um, you, you, the world has changed in the sense of the rooms that we're building, a lot of them are actually called fusion centers. And hence the word, all of these different folks from different um, uh, trades within the company are, are communicating within the same room obviously viewing different information, but there's crosstalk and there's communication. So a lot of that um, is specific to the company and their culture, but also when you sit down with these people and understand how they communicate, it, it affects everything from how we design the, um, the console workstations that they are going to be sitting at uh, with height adjustability or cross communication to how they're going to be too close to a screen or too far away to respond to information. So you, you learn quite a bit with these, uh, these organizations and how they function. And this just kind of came to mind as you're talking about this, but this holistic view of what this room needs to look like, I think, is something that would be foreign to other AV integrators that don't specialize in these particular environments. Absolutely. I, you know, going back even to uh, September 11th, when we, we all learned, I think, in most U.S. citizens were somewhat shocked to hear that certain agencies don't talk to others. Um, and, and just, again, the siloed approach. Um, we've learned that it's not just the military it, it, and the uh, agencies within our government, but companies operated that way for a very long time. Um, and sharing and knowledge transfer within these organizations has become absolutely critical. Um, so it's uh, actually helped fuel our growth and in, in bringing these these rooms together and designing larger, uh, larger centers, to be quite frank. Absolutely. What, what are some things that we've kind of talked about it from your perspective? You know, what are the questions and how, how do you kind of work through uh, what a client wants and needs? But what are some questions maybe that customers or clients uh, should be considering when they're choosing an integrator? So when they're kind of walking through that process, what do they need to ask themselves to make sure that they make the best decision for them? I, I truly think past performance is, is an absolute must. I mean, if you look at our client list and, and what we've done for others, um, it, it is crucial. Um, there are a lot of audiovisual integrators out there, 
Um, however, specializing in the field uh, of mission critical is, is something that realistically no one else does other than ourselves. Um, I've been challenged over the years to increase our vertical markets, to change how we approach things. And, and we always have been steadfast with, we stick to our marketplace um, and do not stray. So you become the expert within that field. I think it's critical that clients really evaluate what specialty that integrator has, because you know we're not right for building out jumbotrons and stadiums, um, and nor are some integrators right for doing mission critical work. Um, it, it's always interested me too, because some of our clients, this is their first approach or first go at it. Um, so it, it's always fun to go through the process with them as, uh, you know, it's a tangible event. It, it really takes on a life of its own from concept to completion. Um, so it, it's a fun, fun job. So it seems like the world of video walls is, is one of those that's ever expanding. They're just getting more and more popular everywhere you go. Um, where do you see that industry going as a whole? And how does mission, mission critical, excuse me, how does mission critical really fit into that overall uh, world of the industry? You know, it, it's always been challenging. I think ever more now, um, as video walls grow and they become more and more players out there, um, whether it be introducing thinner bezels or newer technology, uh, all of that competition drives great product excellence across the board. Um, however, again, with mission critical, just because it looks pretty does not mean that it's meant for what we do. Um, so it, it's a very um, careful balancing act of what's the latest and greatest as to what is going to be around uh, for the next three, five, seven years, whatever that product life cycle is for our clients um, before they have a technology refresh, as we call it in our industry. Uh, we have to be very careful just because, again, it's a growing industry of, of video walls. And most people look at look at video walls as what's my resolution? What's how bright is this? How great can it look to the human eye? Of course, we're looking at those features, but there's a lot more that goes with that. That's a really interesting point, and it kind of, I guess, raised the question for me: is how do you balance that idea of um, maybe a a you know crystal clear, beautiful screen um, can maybe enhance the job that people do ever so slightly? Uh, I, I suppose if if they can zoom in and it's still really clear or something like that on the screen, but then you might not be able to uh, have that reliability that we talked about earlier. How do you balance the, uh, I guess, the, the need for both, I suppose? You know, sometimes the consumer market um, is ahead of the commercial market um, just for that reason. And meaning people that introduce TVs into their house are, are far more um, apt to take a chance on the latest and greatest. <laughs> <laughs> so, much like a, a potential client would vet us, we vet the manufacturers. Um, we want somebody that's been around. We're not just going to jump on a train of, of putting a product of, of a new supplier out there. Um, that, that's one crucial point. Um, the other is just because a company has been with us for, let's say, 10 years as a supplier and has done a very good job, doesn't mean that their next uh, release is going to be the one. Um, that doesn't present issues in the field. So um, understanding that not only do they need to run 24-7, but there's a, a service side of this to ensure that. Um, we, we 
take that product and we vigorously test it prior to any sort of release to our clients because our name's on it. That's fantastic. And I, I really appreciated just this look into what you do as somebody that specializes in an area in this field. Um, I think it's a really interesting look. And what I really appreciate is just the attention to detail that you put in at Constant Technologies into every project. And I think that that speaks volumes about the, the kind of company you are, the work that you do. And so I, I appreciated getting to take this look in today and, uh, and have the chance to talk to you, Brad. Well, I thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure.